Coming to you a long ass time ago in a town called Kickapoo, <laughs> it's the 10 Point Podcast. My name is Bruce, and the guys asked me to read this. Since the beginning of time, it was written in the stones that one day a podcast would come. Well, that podcast has come, and now they are here to come again. In your ear, pussies. As <laughs> <laughs> he was drinking. <laughs> With me, bad timing. this week, two bozos who don't even realise they've just stumbled onto the darkest secret in the history of podcast. First, what's it going to be, Chris? You have to decide. Tits or destiny? Oh, I was going to do it. I was close to close. I've got some death for the show. <laughs> and secondly, I'm going to slice up your eyes. And your balls. Then I'm going to stick your eyes in, your ball sack. And then I'll take your balls and I'll put them in your eye holes. It's Andy. Uh, that's a close subject for Chris as well, that. Why is everything got to do with balls right now? <laughs> we are the 10 Point Podcast, as I said earlier. You can find us on every single podcast feed app, whatever you want to call it, in the world. You can find video versions on Spotify. They do video versions there. It's just the same as the audio one, but it plays video if you fancy. And video versions, the 10-point broadcast. I've not said that in a while. Uh, over on YouTube, which I've been checking the numbers and people are watching more of our videos on YouTube. So thank you very much. Uh, I would like more than one like per video, please, now. So please keep it. <laughs> the, thumb, the thumbs up is good for visibility. So if you watch the video and enjoy it, please. Uh... At least we've got no thumbs down. Exactly, well, yeah. I think you, you're you the only one, since you control the YouTube channel, you get the thumbs downs. Uh, I don't think anybody else can see. I have one. There we go. So no thumbs down, one thumbs up every week. Uh, so yeah, more thumbs up if you do enjoy it, because there's more than one of you watching every week. Uh, other than that, not much else. Say 10pointpodcast.com to contact us for any reason that you might want to contact us. In case you want us to go and do like birthday parties or bar mitzvahs yeah. or weekends or whatever, we'll do them all. We're available. We'll cut the ribbon on a new supermarket or something like that, if you fancy that. Uh, before we get on to the reason for the podcast this week, what was everybody's highlight of the week? And we have struggled. Yeah. Uh, Chris had a flat no and Andy couldn't remember, so I'll start to buy you some time for you some thinking time. And it's not even a highlight. I watched the first two episodes of The Bear on Disney. I love The Bear. Uh, Nicholas has been watching that as well, actually, yeah. I've nailed The Bear. I can't get into it. The first episode, because I've got a history of working in catering and, and I've been yeah. in kitchens, I recognise characters, recognise yes. people and all that sort of stuff. So yes, there's certain elements. But the first two episodes, I'm like, oh, I, don't know if I'm feel- I don't know if I'm feeling this. It's not really what I want. That's good. Uh, I, I the main problem is I don't really like any of the people in it. <laughs> and it's not funny. So therefore, it's not like... Oh, like, yeah. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. They're all horrible people, but it's funny. The bear yeah. seem like quite horrible people, but none of them is making me laugh or entertaining me. It's like I could tell it's a good show. It's well acted. It's well put together. But I don't know if I care. <laughs> it seems to be the problem. So I've not gone beyond episode two yet. If it gets better, episode three, four, five, whatever, let me know. But the bear, I'm like, eh, I might not bother with anymore. But and that's the only light, <laughs> high or low, otherwise of the week for me. I'm afraid. So, uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, I watched uh, Mortal Kombat, the, the new one again, just in preparation for the new one coming out. Uh, I like it, but I don't like the fact that it's not like the original film and that people are facing off against each other. It's just, you mean it's not like a tournament? Yeah, yeah. they just meet in the street and fight. It's a yes. tournament. That's what I want. So that's what I want the second one to be, is a tournament. I don't like how they spun that Sub-Zero was a bad guy either. I think he's always been a bad guy, isn't he? No, Sub-Zero's the good guy. Scorpion's normally the bad guy. Was oh, that right? Okay. 
Well, it depends on which uh, thing it is. But then, it's if you come by the games, they're back to Mortal Kombat 1 after being Mortal Kombat 10 or 11 or whatever it was. They went full circle. There's a I mean, great yeah, video everything that, does that. There's a great video on YouTube. I think it lasts for about 45 minutes. But it basically goes through the entire history of the Mortal Kombat games because, obviously, they all do link. Yeah. And I played the last one. I was like, this is fucking mental. Like, and then I was like, it's a good way to finish the franchise. Not they just rebooted it. Right, to start again. And it makes perfect sense if you played the last game. It's like, yeah, okay, this, I can get in with this. There's one game they tried to change it, and it was kind of like uh, Street Fighter, a little, no, uh, Streets of Rage. You would go yeah. through like little stages. and Yeah, that was, I like that. that. That was on the Xbox. Yeah. But yeah, all of them are linked. There's actually a new Mortal Kombat anime out as well. The Scorpion's Revenge one's good. I watched that, but there's another one out as well. Yeah, that annoyed me. The fact that there's a new character. Uh, what's it called Cole? He, he yeah. was he just oh, yeah. make it somebody else from the games. Oh, I can't think mind. I, I it was my movie of the year. I, one of the grim movie years where nothing came out. I, I really I know, it was, it. But Mortal Kombat too. It's like that's it's, gonna be good. I always say it's like how do you make a film better? And it's normally the normal go to is Ryan Reynolds. However, <laughs> you drop in Carl Urban as Johnny Cage. Yes, you can't really go wrong. So, is that the, is like that the what's Miz happening? That is well. exactly what's happening. Carl yeah. Urban is playing Johnny Cage. That's what's happening. And the Miz is not happy, but bullets. still. Right. So the, the Miz never got his the, he never, the Miz he, never got his role that he was allegedly. He never got his call up, but yeah, Carl Urban did. And I'm I'm all for Carl Urban being Johnny Cage. Andy, what's your highlight of the week then? I can't remember. I definitely watched something last. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck it is. It didn't last long in the memory. Memory to be a highlight. No, nope, and I'm pretty sure it was good. I remember putting a film on. And I was like, "Ah, this is a good film." And I, I can't even tell you who it stars. Is that good? That's a great sign. That's a sign of a great movie. You can't remember a single thing about it. I genuinely can't. But that could be the alcohol talking. I feel <laughs> like it's going to be these ones where something will happen, or somebody will mention something during the podcast, and you'll just oh, shout 100%, out the title. It's going to come out <laughs> under siege or something like that. <laughs> Well, Chris just found yeah. out that fucking Steven Seagal has an album. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sure we discussed when we did it. Yeah. Sing that Blew my mind. <laughs> In a reggae Jamaican accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Well, we'll just, we'll just crack on with the podcast then. Since I would say, highlight. It's all about the podcast. It, it might come to you. So, point number one. What is the point? The point this week. The 2006 fantasy comedy adventure musical... Tenacious D in the pick of destiny. I thought of Tenacious D and, but it's Tenacious D in the yes. pick of destiny. Maybe forecasting that they wanted to do a series of movies and it would be Tenacious D in this, Tenacious D in that, but we'll come to probably why there isn't that in a little bit. Co-written and directed by Liam Lynch. Now that name is famous to me for one thing and one thing only, and that is the song Whatever. Yeah. The United States of Whatever. That, that is it that or, guy? Yeah, it's, yeah him. it's him. That's yeah. him, yeah. So most famous for that, but he was the director of the music video for Tribute, which I'm assuming is where them, the Tenacious D and him kind of first got together. Uh, and the other most famous song was Times Like These, the Foo Fighters song. The Pick of Destiny is his only feature film that he has ever directed, <laughs> uh, which I don't know, I think it was well enough directed. I'm not going to talk about it too much. I don't think the direction of the film, it, it did what it had to do. The film, though, co-written by and co-starring as JB, Jack Black, famous for High Fidelity, being in the band Tenacious D, Shallow Hal, School of Rock, King Kong, and Nacho Libre, all these things came out before Pick of Destiny. I'll forget to mention it later, it might be one of your fun facts, 
But little JB, the actor, played little Nacho Libre in yes. that film. Uh, he was, he's played young Jack Black twice, twice in the same year. Because uh, Nacho Libre came out the year before Pick a Destiny, or within 12 months, I should say. Pick a Destiny. Since then, Jack Black, Kung Fu Panda, Tropic Thunder, <clears throat> Goosebumps, Jumanji's 2 and 3 and on, onwards. And the Super Mario Brothers movie, and it's around that time I realised that Jack Black's not really in very much these days. He voices things and shows up as Jack Black. But yeah, it's just animated stuff, really, is what Jack Black is famous for. Too fat now. And looks old. I think bearded Jack Black is not as good as unbearded Jack Black. He has no facial hair. He's he's more of a a star than otherwise. It's like Kyle Gass without wig on. And co-starring as KG in this movie, Kyle Gass, famous for, allegedly famous for, The Cable Guy, which we've done before, so shout out Chris later on, being in Tenacious D, and then the movie Elf, and then Pick a Destiny. And that's really it for Kyle Gass. He shows up here, there, and everywhere, kind of does one bit. Chris has got that look of him. He's like, he's farting. He's an elf. (laughs) I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he's one of the office duty things. Yeah, he works in the office, you're right. Yeah, he works in the office. He's one of the ones that's scared about when uh, Peter Dinklage, Temple Podcast Hall of Famer, when he's coming Aye. in, he's concerned, oh, he's coming in, he's coming in. And then Buddy comes in and says he's an elf, and then it goes to hell in a handbasket. So there are two main stars. The next two in the cast uh, were actually Lee and little Jack Black, the <laughs> young kid that plays them. So I thought, well, okay, well, they're, they're hardly in it. They have about three scenes each, or one scene for the kid. So, yeah, I'll just stick with the two main stars. Which means we can very quickly get on to the budget for Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. $20 million budget. First weekend in the US made $3 million. Final US gross, $8 million. Worldwide, $14 million. <laughs> this film lost money and lost money yeah. handily. Like That's a quarter of the budget not made back. Not mind, Never mind any sponsorship and all the that. The weed money as well, fucking hell. Budget, <laughs> yeah. quite a substantial... Marketing thing for oh, I, I remember this being everywhere. God, fuck, I'm yeah. gonna watch it. I reckon 2006 7 era would be the height of metal music channels, like yeah. your Kerrangs and that sort of thing. It would be all over those, they would constantly be advertising. So, I think, like, maybe I don't know, six hours a day would be adverts for this. Well, movie I'll tell you a fun fact. Channels. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're probably telling me when the release date is. However, I remember going to the Tenacious D concert at the Glasgow SCCC <laughs> in December and they did the Pick a Destiny tour and I hadn't seen the film yet because it hadn't came out in the UK. Right, okay. So, so yes, they... the film came out 22nd of November 2006 and the 24th in the UK. So that's must have... thing, but yeah, it pretty... well, no, it could have been November. It must have been November. I think it was the start of November because yeah, I remember I could not see it and then, yeah, we went. And I was just like, I didn't get it. Like, I'd heard the album, because I had the album beforehand. But even listening to this album doesn't make fucking any sense. Like, no sense the just... bits in between. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you must have been, they must have been, I don't know, we'll tour the film, the film comes out on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. And then, then we'll use that fame, we'll go tour. Yeah. And we'll do the UK. And, and like, they fucked it. And <laughs> and yeah, the, the film, nobody saw it. Great live, A lot of people. But... They had the pizza yeah, guy absolutely. as the... Meatloaf, Meatloaf fucked us because Meatloaf was he did every other tour except in Glasgow because he was playing London and then he got Dave Grohl 
to play that as well. So we missed out on both Meatloaf and Dave Grohl playing with Tenacious D, whereas every <laughs> other fucker in the UK got both of them. Got them. Whereas we, we got the pizza guy doing every other role. <laughs> Lee. Yes. Lee the pizza guy. Uh, so, because of its late 2006 release, it meant it was a 2007 awards season it was eligible for. No Oscar nominations and no Razzie nominations. 2007 MTV Movie Awards, it got none there as well. I thought MTV would maybe like this, but because that comes a bit six months after the release, they might have seen that film bottled. We won't embarrass ourselves by nominating it at our award ceremony. And it's not the sort of thing the Saturn Awards like uh, usually acknowledge. So got none there. Although there's a bit of a fantastical element to it. I guess they can say it's a bit of a fantasy film with the devil and all that sort of stuff. Other awards. This film was only ever nominated for two awards. You'd be shocked to hear both of the music in the film. And it won neither of them. The Departed's music won one of them and the music in Dreamgirls won the other one. But I, I thought it would be nominated at every, basically every award ceremony for the music that's in it. because It's, it's very good music, bro. I guess people who like it's, it's a it's rock music about rock music. So if you like rock music, then you would like it. I think there's a large, I don't know, fandom of rock music going around. But anyway, yes, not very successful by either metric. What's well, the big guess? Synopsis by Anonymous, and this is <laughs> genuinely the biggest and longest and most in-depth synopsis on IMDb for this film. This is the story of a friendship that changes the course of rock history forever. Oh, it's going to be. Of the fateful collision of minds between JB and KG that led to the creation of the precedent-shattering band Tenacious D and of the two heroes' quest to find the fabled guitar pick of destiny, said the thing. And that's that's just Nick Hagen's name. <laughs> it's very short for Nick. Nick would have about twice as long. I reckon that's off the back of the DVD cover somewhere <laughs> Who picked? It was Destiny that we did this film this week. It was the pick of Destiny that decided that we went this. Our putting all of our minds together and coming up with what the best film to do in a, in the fourth week of every month, basically, is what it's going to be. <laughs> Had we seen it before? I think we all have. Yes. Uh, on yes. several occasions. And you hadn't seen it before seeing the band live, unfortunately. Which channel <laughs> would we find this on? Oh, Channel 4. Yeah, I don't know. It's on the cult end of the spectrum, so it's going to be on Channel 4, I would say. And which version will... I've never seen this on TV at all. <laughs> that's, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, well, maybe I have done. Either way. Yeah, no, I, think I don't own it on DVD. So I had to... Uh, the way I saw it was on Prime. So I've seen it years ago, and I don't own it on DVD, so I must have watched it on TV at some point. Um, but yeah, there only is one version. There's no extra long, no edited, no director's cut, no best, no added songs. There only is the one. So we will all watch that, so there'll be no arguments and squabbles about things that we've missed this week. On to point two, the high points. What was that? The best bits of the Pick of Destiny. I'm just going to couple that from the one, the Pick of Destiny. <laughs> uh, is one of you going to see the weird farting cartoon at the beginning? Because I'm happy to skip over it if you're not going to Well, that. here we go. So... This came out at the height of when I had surround sound in my house. (laughs) Honest to God, I love a good THX uh, surround sound test. (laughs) And it is amazing. Even I noticed on my telly when it does the thing, I was like, ah, it doesn't actually sound surround sound, even though I've not got surround sound. But yes, it does work as a surround sound test. It works for headphones as well, because I had yeah. headphones on. <laughs> uh, while, not, while not funny, uh, I quite liked that it, the, the fart turned into the noise. So that was quite good, yeah. but the actual thing itself was funny. So I'm going to go with the first high point being Kickapoo. 
my highlights go by songs <laughs> i've literally yeah like i did was a film recently where i did quotes it's all the song titles basically uh yeah kickapoo the song yeah. itself is one of the contenders for best song from the film that's the most hotly contested thing <laughs> about this film is going to be us arguing about the best song is i think so i was surprised I if we agree in any of them right? oh i know so it's going to be it's a bloodbath so kickapoo i'm putting forward already the song is great the Meatloaf being in it is funny, and he he's good in the song singing, and he's good at acting in it. Um, I love the little kid. His performance <laughs> I, is amazing. Tell you a bit more. Well, I watched this. I did not know that was uh, Troy Gentile from the Goldbergs. Oh, is he, in some, is he uh, famous for something else now? Ah, oh, okay, I didn't know that. He's uh, yeah. uh, Barry Goldberg. Right, I don't, I don't watch that show. Yeah, because so, he's like so, a really yeah. skinny now than Goldbergs, but yeah, he's like he yeah. was fat in that, but yeah. Uh, so his performance and then I really like I, I, for some reason on this viewing I really enjoyed uh, Ronnie James Dio in the poster yeah he's brilliant and isn't he it vividly reminded me of like the Vigo painting yes. in uh, Ghostbusters coming to life and him like he's really going for it he looks like it, well, it looks like the Crypt Keeper but he looks really <laughs> old and him really belting it out at this point so uh, yeah I, every I, element after this I'm pretty sure he did I I think so yeah it wasn't yeah. Yeah, it wasn't long after it, certainly. But yeah, every element of Kickaboo, the song, and then when we get to like the first verse, I'm like, oh, God, I've got to count swearing in this, don't I? <laughs> so I thought I was going to fail, and I don't think I ever paused. I think I did it on the hoof the entire way through. I counted the, the swearing, and according to the internet, I did pretty well. Um, but yeah, every element of Kickapoo uh, is good. It's a good kickoff for the story as well. I forgot that that happens in the credits roll. Uh, any early high points from anybody else? Uh, my next one's meeting KG. Yeah, and the the boardwalk. I, keep, Beach. I, I always forget he's got long hair in this film. Yeah, yeah. Every time he catches you by surprise. As well, just to... It does suit it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and him, the Mozart song just him playing back, back, yeah, back yeah, is, yeah. And then this is the first introduction we get in the film of that. What I've put on my notes is the beep, beep, boop, boop singing style of Jack, oh, Jack Black. Black yes. He just starts making noises to the tune uh, as well. I just like uh, I think that's more talented. Like when he sings and he's like, he's like he's doing like proper songs and he's like he's rhyming whatever, and then just out of nowhere just does that, but then goes back into it again. It's like like oh. he does some scat for a little yeah. while with it. I reckon that's <laughs> <harder>. <laughs> that come back in and carry on what you were doing. I think I think that's a proper talent. I'd love to see the hide the scenes to see it, how much of the. He just came up, I was off the cuff, just him say, as soon as he starts playing, he's like, yeah. and starts singing a song. Yeah, like, I feel like the songs, so I feel like songs he'll have absolutely nailed down every little sound he yeah. wants to make. Because I feel like the way he sings, it's like writing notes, I guess. So he has to kind of be like, I'm going to go boo da boo da boo da boo da boo here, this little bit there. But yeah, you're, I bet some of the scenes, though, some heavier. But I bet there's so much on the cutting room floor of like the two of them and Lee in the house. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's, there's so much they could have taken away from that. Um, but that brings me on to Lee, to when you get Lee's introduction. Lee, 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 Lee. The infamous Lee from the Tenacious D album, titled yes. Tenacious D. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I get as far as the uh, rule number one of mu music is my next high point. So if you want to go into Lee, you can do some Lee if you like. But, uh, I just uh, like everything Lee. You like everything Lee? Okay, I don't I like... think Lee made that much of an impact in the movie. Ah, see, I don't know. Like, he's subtle, like... Because the, the thing I always struggle with this film is they kind of interlude bits. It's like Jack Black and Kyle are all right, but then Lee just kind of gives them something else, even though it's just mostly like a cutaway. And he's like, 
like even the bit like the end when he's like doing the car chase thing and it's just like, yeah that's good them up. <laughs> that's but, the best leave yeah. but like this is that and then even like when it's just like oh the you know the rules of like he's learning what you're about to get onto it's like it drags a bit and then suddenly it's just like lee opens the door he's like can i watch yes you can yeah like, just he comes in at exactly the right points in this film I, or like i, I, I i'm, I'm not like he was there yeah, I mean, like they're talking to each other for so long, and then he just cuts to Lee, and I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, he's there." Just yeah. sitting in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's it's rule number one of becoming a rock star. It is this is the was it the power slide? Power slide is rule number thrall. one, and it cracks me up him doing it on the carpet in the living room. But and I vividly remember it from the trailer. I think it's basically I was like, "Oh, there's a Tenacious D movie coming out." It's like, "Oh, I love that. I love that." I think it's just called Tenacious D, the one that's got tribute on it, the album. Played it backwards, forwards, upside down. Like, I know every, I know every beat, boop in that album. I loved it. And then this trailer comes on. Oh, it's a movie coming out. It's like that could be terrible. And then everything, him power sliding on the carpet. And it just, it's like I want to see this film because it just cracked me up so much that him power sliding on the carpet. So that's that for me is it's one of the I don't know if it's that one thing, but it's one of the vivid memories I have is him doing the power slide in the in the carpet. I loved that. Uh, not long after that. I've got the ass marks now as my next ah, high point. Genius. But mainly it's a high point because a little known fact, that's how we came up with the title for this podcast is, is the same way, isn't it? Yeah. We call it the 10-point podcast uh, in a similar I've fashion. I've got one in my, my holes, the, the, the zero, yeah. so that's where the 10 came from. <laughs> the 10, it, it, yeah. To be fair, it was the most gayest poster I had in my room at one stage because somebody tried to run a poster. <laughs> and it's just, it literally is their movie poster. It's just their asses. They're squeezed together. <laughs> Tanak. I looked it up. <laughs> I checked it on the yeah, dictionary. It's, it's not a word. <laughs> it goes, yeah, it's just there. Uh, Even once again, it's Lee. Just got oh, Yeah, awesome. Lee's there, of course. I forgot. I, I, I was not yeah. being. I was not prepared for Lee to be the secret hero of this. Yeah, I told you. I'm so solid on this thing. Uh, any other high points? I've got a bunch more, but someone else's turn. I've got like a small one. Like the first um, open mic night. I I don't play guitar, but is anything is there a more, like a more badass look with a guitar just higher from your back as you walk in? <laughs> you just For me, it, no one just carried guitar. I mean, they I play the, play, I'm just gonna walk about and just look like a fucking badass. Wear it, yeah. They play the history of Tenacious D at that yeah. one. Is that the one where they play that? I've just got the harmonies they do for the Supreme. Yeah. I just love the sound of them harmonizing them singing about Chicken the Supreme. <laughs> sort of stuff. I know, like, it's probably not their cup of, like their music now, but how can you not just like bop along to that song? It's just really catchy. Yeah. That's what I think this is like, like. I definitely, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, saying that, I've really not heard much Tenacious D since this film's album. So I don't know if they're still good. Yeah, they're, they're a fuck like though. But the problem is, you have to, it's, once again, ever, ever since this film, like, even. To be fair, a lot of people watch, like listen to the first one, like Wonder Boy and all that, but they're all stories. Like you have to watch the like the film. Like the MTV released like a kind of Tenacious D DVD, which mm-hmm. is actually quite a lot about this open mic night and Neil Hamburger does the the really bad stand up and stuff like that. But the feature albums, it's like a YouTube album and it's all like little cartoons of them yeah, um, yeah. in a post apocalyptic future. Oh, the video game one's good. The video game thing's funny. Like, yeah. That's the newest. I, I saw it. Yeah, when I was doing the IMDb check, I saw it did like a video game thing. But, uh, but, but yeah, I've really not heard much beyond this. Uh, but yeah, I also liked the the first open mic night, uh, and that was our introduction to the guy whose character is just open mic host. Yes, which I thought he was like a I thought he had a name, but now he's just open mic host. Which somehow I'll come on to later on. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, can I talk about the Ben Stiller scene yet? Is anyone? Yes, getting that's, anything? Uh, that's my next one. This is a good scene. Ben Stiller, the Ben Stiller slash animation, and the origin of the pod. 
the yes. pick of destiny, which is for the rest of my notes, I just put pod. And then, this is yeah. definitely Michael Pena award here. This is undoubtedly Michael Pena. I've, I've already written down <laughs> later on. Yeah, Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's definitely not a Danny John Jules or an unexpected. Like he's absolutely the kind of person you'd expect to rock up. Uh, in but this. he absolutely nails his role. Like he you get does, most cameos great. and stuff like that. And I think it's one thing we'll probably get onto. Everybody that comes in with this is a decent cameo. Goes above and yeah. beyond and absolutely like meatloaf already. Now you've got yeah. Ben Stiller absolutely nailing it. Nobody Some overstays their welcome. Acting. Everybody gets a bit. Like, the film's so short that yeah. everybody just gets a bit. They, 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 they do this, that, and the other, and they disappear, including a couple who barely do anything and disappear again. But it's just, it's just like his whole storytelling, just like every single time it cracks me up, it's just like, well, I learned Latin, took me six years. Why don't you just get somebody to translate? Because then they would know. And it's just like yeah. so <laughs> openly telling them anyway, so it doesn't matter. And yeah. it's when he finishes his entire story. Yeah, again, I've told you too much. Yeah, told them even, the, even at the beginning where he takes them aside and he's got the, the, the lighter, <laughs> yeah. and then KG's like, oh, the light switch over here, leave that, and then the light comes on, they're just standing in a cupboard. <laughs> it's like... That's how I'm going to point from now on as well. It's like, in here, his hands go like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the animation's good as well. We do like a little cutaway animation in this. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a painting style, isn't it? It's like I also a... love it, just the fact that it wasn't like a guitar, it was a lute. So you can get that yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to play the lute to seduce Gareth Moist. Gareth Moist. That's what it was. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. Uh, high points, Andy. We're not going to you for a high point in the home. I've got, if it helps, this is my next high point. Yeah, Master Exploder. Master yep. Exploder. What a song. And also, watching that live. That makes sense because, like, they actually Cage comes out with the, the guitar and it's that guitar. And I was like, the doodly, doodly, doodly. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, it makes no sense, but it was fucking great watching it, like, front row on stage. But then when you watch this, it's like, oh, it makes perfect sense now. Yeah. And Jack Black actually does what he does on screen when it just randomly cuts away and he's completely new outfit. He does it properly okay. like, like, change on stage. I was going to say, I was going to say, he sings with a microphone. Well, actually, to be fair, he does take away the microphone, but he's got one of them little kind of bud ones there. Ah, right. But yeah, he, good, he, he does clever. that. Like the whole thing, like on like, stage, plays out exactly how it plays out in the film, except okay. from the end, because once they get to the, because um, it's only like 35 minutes of songs, but once they do the demon battle, the demon actually wins in the stage show and they go down to hell. Right. But then they play all know. the other songs, like all the old Tenacious D songs, like Tribute and stuff During like that, hell. but in hell. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I like yeah. The, the dream sequence is good. And like, basically him exploding the guy's head. Uh, it's was just really the whole fight. It's just like, even when he gets the heavy makeup on and just like the progression of yeah. the, And then like him becoming Goro with like six hands and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, play, yeah. Goro hands. <laughs> yeah, Goro. <laughs> That's another uh, kind of for a banging song as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah okay, Master Explorer will put that one forward as well. Are we at the halfway diner or the halfway yeah, cafe? The, the, the rock and roll history absolutely museum. fucking nails the yes. hard cameo. Amy Poehler, she never fails to crack me up, Amy Poehler, in anything she's in. She always gets me at one point or another. Well, it's, it's funny because Chantel's like, is that Amy Poehler? I was like, yeah, and then it's like, you've got there with the black eye and that. And then she's like, is that Tim Robbins? And I was just like, <laughs> yep, it is. But you can see like Tim Robbins. Brilliant. I feel like Tim Robbins, I don't know, at some point in the late 90s, was just like, oh, I've done the Shawshank Redemption. Sod <laughs> it. I'll be in Austin Powers and be the president. And I'll dress up like this wacky old German, Dutch, whatever he was supposed to be, guy. <laughs> and I'll be in the nation's TV. Just, I'll just do the weirdest stuff <laughs> possible for the rest of my career, basically. But yeah, Amy Poehler nails it with her completely, like, 
I don't know, absolute not giving a damn waitress with her black eye. Uh, yeah, basically it's there. Oh, one small flaw for this, though. Nobody has ever won and done when wiping. Jack Black, white, <laughs> he was in he's a hurry. up and gone. He could have been a ghost. Even still. It seemed like, I, I don't know, I think it would fly out of me if some creepy old guy just came <laughs> in and then was telling me a story. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he. I also think. I don't know. I'll, I'll not bother going down the toilet route any further than that. I think you've but just like the whole scene was just like brilliantly done. It's like he's telling him the story. It's like it's just like, well, you go to the rock and roll history museum. It's like no, and it's like, but well, you've got two guitars, and it's <laughs> yeah. like breaking plan. It's just like it's just, everything's well played out. And he's just like he's great intelligence plan. It's like, well, I've got some info for you. Did you see two little drawings of the air ducts? Yeah. And then goes over to KG. He's like, "Oh, he's got the perfect plan." Like, it's yeah. just a drawing of this one, basically down here. I, was, I like it. I liked the bit where you were saying, "You've got your guitars," and he's denying he's going. So he turns around, yeah. and as he's turned around, he gets his little guide out, and he's like, "Well, yeah. it says break in here on your guide <laughs> to the history museum." Yeah, yeah, I like his little return later on, where he's just like, "Get back over here, so I can stab you." And you're like, we can totally run this guy. And then yeah. they're no, really far get away. Back here. And just slowly. Off and then, like the police come after him. He's like, "Catch me if you can," and just like slowly saunter up. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, that's also where I get the the eyes and balls threat that he threatens him with as well. Which I like. This, film, this, right? this is like my ultimate high point right about now is because Chantel. I think she's only ever seen bits of this film. She's never seen the whole thing. So she was like, "Is that Tim Robbins?" I was like, "Yes." And then, then the next bit absolutely blew her mind, and it's my favorite part of this film. Are we in Sasquatch. JB in the Woods? Yes, JB yeah. in the Woods. JB yeah. in the Woods, Sasquatch. I absolutely love this song. This is probably one of my contenders for best song. Really? Okay. It's fucking brilliant. The, the flip flop, and he's like standing next to Sasquatch. Oh, you know, he's absolutely climbing he's up he's the tree. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> down the river. Like, it's, it's weird accent as well. Yeti yeah. is my papa. <laughs> it's just oh, brilliant. yeah, some of that. Absolutely um, brilliant. When we went through the old school podcast, I found a hundred things that I say on a weekly basis. I don't know why. And I can't even present you a, a scenario where I say it, but let's take a dip in the strawberry river. I yeah. say that all the time, and I don't know why, and I don't know how it comes up contextually, but yeah, <laughs> strawberry river, I say that all the time. It's almost so, like they've got that's... John C. Riley, and like it's like, I can't talk with these teeth in. All right, you've yeah. got to say strawberry river now. <laughs> and then they I just know that's him. But I can't see him at all. Yeah, you're right. His face looks different. He sounds like him, but it looks like a different guy. You're absolutely right. No, it's just brilliant. Falling out of a tree, and as soon as it hits that branch, it kills me every time. <laughs> I, I, it's a fact that up as well. Yeah, I did. I like him falling out. It was funny, but him at the beginning where he's had the three mushrooms, whatever it was, and he just goes, "These woods or whatever it is, it's forest. Good it's so." Juicy and the word <laughs> juicy comes out. It's like, oh god, here we go. I think it's the only time I'm coming on low points. I'll come up again. I think this is the only time in the film where I thought this is funny. The, the drug reference is funny here, uh, and all the other stuff I'll come up later on. But yeah, him being on mushrooms was funny, and yes, him it's just that song is an absolute but it's a catchy, it's like, just... oh, yeah, do 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 yeah, and just like the lyrics, is there, and it's like. The lyrics don't make sense, and then literally the next line is, these lyrics don't make sense. <laughs> it's like, it's fucking brilliant. Uh, I don't have breaking in as a high point, so we're at the Rock and Roll History Museum. Does anyone like the break-in? I've got the power of the cock. Right, so I skipped that, and power slide is it's, my high it's point. It's more of his face, but he's like... 
like doing all these different. He's, he's a great face actor. His eyebrows are always like Jack Nicholson. He's, he's a face over actor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked a bit before that, like him in the lasers, just like the random song, like laser, impossible, just the right, little, yeah, like, yeah. his little jumps. But yeah, when he gets to the cockpit, he's like, oh. It's a bit eye rolling. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the cock push up stuff at the beginning where he was teaching him how to be a rock star was quite funny. And again, it's a throwback to one of the songs that's about doing such a thing. Uh-huh. But yeah, that bit was a bit kind of, oh, okay. But then them having to escape, and the only way to escape is to power slide. And then as soon as they hit it, it's, yeah, <laughs> won't get pulled again, comes on, and they skid underneath the door and get away. And then you see the bubbles. guy waxing, he's like, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like Mortal Kombat I style when the guy yeah, like, buckets of water I've down. My mind that by the way. I haven't put that together before. Right. The guy whacks it. Never put that together. Uh, I just thought it was the rule number one: is he powerfully. I no, never thought of the, the, the little guy whacks it. He's a little machine, and he just puts it off to the side, and then they walk up, and it's all set up for them to come back down. That's my next high point is something that Andy has has mentioned earlier. I never liked it as much, but this I really enjoyed the car chase city yes, on this view, chase, eh? which is oh, it's a good car, good car yeah. chase, good car chase. And then when Lee phones, that's when it really like <laughs> turned up, and like he's <laughs> JB explaining away all the stuff. Oh no, we're at a drive-in, we're watching a movie. Like, as he'd screamed, oh, it's, it yeah. sounds really scary, and it's like other going down the stairs. Yeah, I'm shaking now. It's so scary, <laughs> and, and he's watching it. The, the sounds matching up perfectly with the phone call, and what he sees with the the news copter, and then the 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 stunt at the end is is pretty good as well. Good practical stunt. Well, yeah, the practical the... stunt, and even it's so perfect that like. It's just the subtleness of a manhole cover, and it comes right around. There's there's only one tire mark. So normally you see a film, it's got like about thirty tire marks. It's got one tire mark, skid, and it's just left, and it's just a manhole right there. And it's like, ah, oh, that's how they're getting out of it. It's perfectly planned. Perfectly planned. <laughs> the in, film is they're well, getting in, into a sewer. It just it just like work. This is where sewers function. Ten point podcast favorite. Yes, into the sewer. Uh, I've only got a couple of highlights left, and the oh, my, my last high point is the yep. The so devil. the one I have before that is I really like the scene. I wanted to get it for the background, but I couldn't find it outside the open mic with the two of them and the open mic host, where he like is kind of being nice to them and convincing them all that. Because I had completely forgotten that the host turns into the devil, and that right. was a good twist for me. I just thought, oh, they play with the pick, and that summons the devil or something. I'd forgotten that the Paul F. Tompkins, the actor, played the uh, open mic host, turns into the devil. So I enjoyed that. It's like, oh, God, that's why. Because he walks over, picks the the broken bits up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I completely blanked on it. But yeah, into the, the rock off. So, uh, Chris, you were excited. Do you think he, um, he just goes around rock things looking for somebody with the pick? I, I reckon so. That's not a bad idea, yeah. Especially yeah. Probably... like not that far away from the Rock and Roll History Museum as well. Exactly, maybe the op- the closest open mic night to the Rock and Roll History Museum. I did wonder because at one point, Tim Robbins has a broken tooth, and I was like, "Oh, is he the devil?" It's oh, basically the leg off. How oh, would that, that would make sense. Maybe there was something yeah. you couldn't go into the museum. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. But then I don't know if the host had a missing tooth because I thought that would be the connection. Would be the the yeah, human form. You have a gap here, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, the rock off at the end, Chris. I feel like you're ready to talk about the rock off. The lyrics alone of this song get yep. me every time. Yeah, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choke us. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. They're so it's good. He's already laughing. Is like he said, you can have cage. I, 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 you don't need me. You just take cage to hell with you. And he's like, what? 
and he's got make you gargle mayonnaise and I just sing along and say he's gonna rape me if you don't like blow the doors down. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got like half of this album on my my phone as I'm listening to Mr. <laughs> the Factory, and as this comes up, I give it loudly every time. It's absolute banger. <laughs> Every, I know every word of that, like every bit. I could play any part if if called upon at any moment. It's yeah. The and I, I, my favorite thing about the whole rock off is that I'm happy that we get to see the song that tribute is kind yes. of about the legendary yeah. song. We meet the devil. We had to beat him in the rock off, and we had to play the. We can't remember it, so I'm very happy that he made a song that's meant to be that kind of crossing mm. universe, basically, and that the song's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, the song about tribute is all about we did the best song in the world. And be- and then you hear this one, it's like, it's not the best song in the world, but I really like this song. And it, obviously, it's just their part of it. The devil's bit is really good. I'm the devil, I can do what I want, and all that yes. sort of stuff. Um, but then there, we are the D bit. It's a really catchy, really good bit of song. So, yeah, you you might have done it. Your second best song might be the song that is after tribute, you know? So, uh, yeah. Pointed out to me that... that- Basically, this battle is just the devil went into Georgia. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, I've never, never put the two together until somebody pointed out, and I can't not see the devil went <laughs> into Georgia in this. I also we, we, we skipped over a bit earlier. Ben Stiller's story of the pick. I did like the, the route that it took through history, which was yes. the, uh, the guy played the loot that disappeared until Robert Johnson <laughs> way back invented blues. It was like I don't know how many hundreds, thousands of years or was between. Uh, but yeah, any other high, anything we've skipped over? Anyone wants to mention? I've got other bits and pieces that might come up later on. Nah. and all that. We better get going. Low points. Point three. <laughs> I feel like we might hang around here too long. I've already mentioned it briefly, so I'll start off with it. The ha drugs bit. Yeah, it's hit about seven times through the film. It's like, oh look, they were high. Oh look, they're getting high. Oh look, it's because they're high. And then the very end, the final oh, thing, the bong of destiny thing in the film is the bong of destiny. It's like, oh god, like it. It's not funny that you're doing drugs and you're not big or clever because, oh, yeah, we do drugs. Look at us. It's, and it's that's why the doing the mushrooms and seeing Sasquatch is funny is because they do the drugs and it was a mistake and they make an arse of it. Every other time it's just like, oh, yeah, and we just smoke pot. It's like, well, it's not the punchline. It's not funny. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like that it kind of wears me down. It's like you could just do everything without having to be absolute stoners the entire time. Mm. See, this is like, this like, I've always liked the Kevin Smith films because he plays on that. It's like Jane Sant and Bob are always mm. stoned all the time, but they're absolute idiots and morons and they kind of fuck into it, but drugs has actually hindered them most of the time. Yeah, there's films where they work out. It's like, we need to stop being high all the time. Yeah. And like, that's when they snap out of it. So yeah, it's, it's better. pretty badly. much just promoted, look, drugs are good. We're awesome rockers now. Yeah, and it's always like, ah, we're cool because we do it rather than it gives us any rock because they're, they're great rock Musicians, talented musicians, and it's not because they do drugs. Yeah. They seem to do it to try and get inspiration, but they don't. They're not always doing it. So yeah, it annoyed me that that's. It's so often in the film, it's just like, oh, again, again, they're going that direction. Any other low points I've got? My ultimate low point yeah. is the the split between Cage and uh, Kyle. Uh, like, it's love, overly done. Well, it's, yeah, it's too overly done. It's cringy. Just him going like. I'm gonna get these women, and he goes to his little party. But I did like actually like his song when he's playing; and he just plays one side of it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, my low point is KG's inevitable <laughs> failure at the party. Like, yes, he should have seen he was going to fail. Women. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, why would just play half a song? It makes no sense. I mean, yeah, he's kind of stupid, and he never would have done it anyway. <laughs> I don't know why 
he wants to do it. Like they're going to get the pick. Like, like GB is a very good point, and it's like I like to say, it feels like they did it in this film because oh, we're making that kind of road trip comedy film. We need to fall out and one go one way, one go the other way at some point because Dumb and Dumber did it, and because every Will Ferrell film does it, and it's like mm. oh, we're making it this kind of film. We need to split up. Let's like, just stick together. Just it, it didn't need it. Uh, my one is near the start. Is the Clockwork Orange? It was <laughs> not necessary. It annoyed me. Uh, is like, that because you hate Clockwork Orange? Oh no, I've seen the film. I quite like the film. Well, I say it like it, it's all right. But um, I did like the guy that I, didn't speak English and he hit somebody who speaks English. Again. Yeah, yeah. The sleeping like Jack Black could have just been him asleep and then Kiji come along and seen him with a pick of destiny, uh, like his little pick. Didn't yeah. have to have some random gimps beating the shit out of him. I completely did not remember that bit of the Clockwork Orange bit. So I quite thought it was quite <laughs> funny because you know me, I love films referencing films and making and being like, oh look, we're doing Clockwork Orange now. Yeah. But yeah, I did not remember that at all. It wasn't a low point for me. But we also skipped over one of mine. Is it's, it goes off my other one? They're absolutely stoned, and then you have the like the kung fu bit with the remote. Oh, yeah, the, like, the training, <laughs> like the the tropes for training. Grab the remote, or here, had one clean my house for me. You will learn <sighs> so much by cleaning my apartment. Yeah, him it's... being like again, like oh actually believing that KG is like this rock star who just, he was just busking on the beach and nobody was paying attention to him. It was like, how yeah. do you even think that he's successful? Yeah, yeah, like, that bored me at that point. Like, pretty much up until they actually become the band. Yeah, kind of it's, it's so long now. But that's why I said Lee is my yeah. relief in that bit. There's, um, they discover, oh, spoiler stat for later on, they discovered the pick after 34 minutes is when they discovered the pick existed. The film, including credits, lasts an hour and 34. Mm-hmm. So basically over a third of this film is them just like meeting each other and being pals. It's not actually the adventure. And the best chunk of this film is, well, <laughs> kick a poo aside, is the adventure. It's like that's what the film's supposed to be, is them going and getting it. So you're right, it's very... It's none, none of the best bits are necessarily them like learning how to be a band together. You're right. I've only got one more low point, though. I think Andy mentioned it as a high point. The security lasers. This must have been the fiftieth film to parody uh, the security laser. It's just I love that uh, song. I love a little bit of German techno. Bit of craft work. Uh, yeah, yeah. The security lasers and him, like I say, every film had done it between whenever Entrapment came out and this film. <laughs> so and then the, the 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 penis pushing the button at the end was a bit. That was that was funny. No, the best thing funny. about that is him. Singing the line "Deactivated lasers with my dick" in the, yeah. the Beelzebub song at the end. Yeah. So uh, that's <laughs> the only bit. But that's me out of low points. The... I've got one I'm... final one. Okay, go for that, and I'll I'll do a, a clean up at the my end. Is, I I know it's played for community value, but like it bugs the shit out of me when people hide in plain sight as mannequins, and you get like security guards <laughs> looking along, going, "Oh, they're new. It's just a mannequin," and they go past it. <laughs> it the, really fucking annoys me. So the thing is, he was absolutely terrified and paranoid because he was stoned. So that actually played yes. into the film a little bit. There. He that no was quite funny. It's him like, I'm so I'm tripping balls right now. This guy's <laughs> like, oh, it's not working. Yeah. Okay. I heard something. I'm going to look for it. They were actually yeah, quite funny. Uh, guards. Yeah. But um, it annoys me that. But yeah, so my major gripe with the film is the actual story of the film is just one tiny bit. And the rest of it's just not very good story-wise. Like this film was one hundred percent carried by how good the music is. Yeah, and the music is really good, but the story itself is like basically the film starts with with Jack Black in 
California. They meet up. The bit in the, the the house isn't that great. They go on an adventure, and then literally they have what they stop once. He goes into the woods, and then they're there. Like that's the road trip. Isn't a road trip. They just they just go into a building, and then they break in. They immediately steal the thing and then leave, and then it's the final boss. That there's that there's no there's no content to the story of this film. It's they just, just got to so pay the rent. That's all. That's just one thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I feel that the film itself is weak, but the music is amazing. So I feel bad for the film. That's maybe why the film failed because it, as a film, is not that great. It's a, it's a soundtrack with yeah. It basically they should have done what they did afterwards, which is just release the music videos. Basically. Yes. <laughs> Any other low points? No, I think you covered them all. One point four. The stats: twenty shits, hundred and three f bombs is what I counted. I counted only three in the final song because, without arguments in the past, whether the song at the end credits counts or not. The internet said both one hundred and six and one hundred and ten. So in the region of one hundred and three to one hundred and ten f bombs in the film, which again less than half of the Big Lebowski. <laughs> so there's a new level of what a really sweary film is after the Big Lebowski. Explosions. Basically none, but the guy's head exploding to the master exploder oh, counts. has to count as an explosion. Yep. So yeah, but even when the they're in the air duct, it just falls and goes bang. Nothing else explodes. The amps let out sparks and all that. When the devil's doing stuff, it's just like lightning. Taste my lightning as he does it and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. So terms of explosions, one, and then he, that one guy whose head exploded is the only death depicted in the film. Is that guy's head, which is not even a death because he does. It's just in a dream. Yeah. But Andy looks like he's thinking, but devil doesn't die. He just goes back to no, you know, back to. And then the old story of the guy. Nobody dies in the battle. They just they just die of old age at some That's point in between of. chapters. So yeah, nobody else dies. No cows, I think. Nah. Uh, n- no goats, unless you're counting the devil as a goat. Well, uh, technically, is technically is technically is not. Black he's always a goat. Out. Dead animal. I don't think there was any. No dead animals. And then paedophiles. I think we're safe as well. Yeah, no. Devil okay. might be. Nah, they were college. They were they? college students. Oh, yeah, that's the whole point. They were at a sorority house. Oh, right. So uh, oh, right, yeah, right. I, was, I think uh, Kyle's safe. What, what state was Magical. it? <laughs> well, yeah, I think college age is still fine. I think regardless. Uh, Tom Cruise Tackleberry Trifecta road trip movie. I don't think anyone rides a motorcycle the entire time. It's it's nah. crazy. So once again, motorbike out the windy. Nobody gets the girl. It's all about the rock. All about the, the rent. Uh, but there's some running. I think everybody runs at some point. Like I said, they discover the pick. Thirty four minutes. They arrive at the halfway house cafe at the halfway point of the movie. That is almost oh, is to the second. Yeah, <laughs> it's forty five minutes in, and the film is an hour twenty nine. Like so it's almost exactly halfway through the movie, and then they finally reach the pick at one hour eight minutes. So the film has like twenty minutes to go with the <laughs> pick. Uh, did they say the thing? I don't want the tenacious D bit, but did they say pick of destiny? Yes, I'm going to say fifteen times. <sighs> Andy? 25. Chris is close because it's six times it is said in the film and then oh, they sing the it film. seven times oh, in the song at the end. So it's six if it's saying, if you want to include the Pick a Destiny song at the end, it's 13. It's quite close. Hmm. First one is at 35 minutes, 30 seconds when Ben Stiller mentions it. So oh, Chris, see, that's he rattled off quite a few. Yeah. Um, six. What about you? I didn't count anything because I don't know what the fuck to count in this film. Um, hmm. So I've got I might have done here. other bands is what I might have done, like poster of Black Sabbath uh, when they mentioned yeah, I the thought who, about that. That might be what I did. Um, Andrew and a few of our other friends recreated Breaking 
we did. Storm the Gates song at a local farm in yes. our area. It's on YouTube. I, I don't know if it's st- is it still on YouTube because I, I think so. I, I think it's still it. on YouTube. We should upload it to our template uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm not on it because I refuse to do it because then we'll look like a fucking idiot. I can just fly <laughs> in the rover, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's just him and them to just rolling around the fucking farm hiding behind yes. walls and stuff. We should definitely try yeah, and link it one way or another. I'll yeah. find it. Cool. That's my uh, I thought you might have counted nut shots, Chris. Oh no, he's missed one. Ah, oh, fuck, this one that's supposed to the tree. Yeah, I forgot about that's that. That's yeah. the only one I've got. The only one I've got is him hitting the branch on the way down. I thought there was another one, but I couldn't place it. So that's it. No Wilhelm screams either. Andy, do you have a fun fact that neither of us have stolen so far? Yeah, fun fact. The Rock and Roll History Museum behind me mm-hmm. is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers base. <laughs> so it is. Oh, it is. You're I've right. I've been looking at that the entire time. Going, <laughs> Why does that look familiar? Yeah, it's the, it's the Power Rangers base. So am I right to think that it does not exist and it's just meant to be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame but they couldn't use the, the name I would say so, so yeah. The history museum. yeah, no, that, that building is just it's, I think, I remember, it's a library I think it is in real life Right, okay, cool but Yeah, so it's the yeah, power of my mind. I've been looking at, like, as you've been yeah. talking I'm going, that looks so familiar <laughs> So you said Mighty Morphin Power Rangers I'm like, ah, yes, that is what I've seen it before I thought Chris was going to see my fun fact but yeah, kept it there <laughs> but I have no idea where we are time-wise, so let's very quickly get on to the Temple Podcast quiz. Andy, you are the quiz master. Right, this is a quiz that I'm just seeing for the first time. It is called Tenacious Horn Dogs. Right, okay. It's, it's all about the D and the P. <laughs> right, okay. Who wants to go first? I'm worried. Uh, I don't care first last time. So me. Right. In, in which season seven film did the character Chris... Pursue his childhood sweetheart Jamie. That was just <laughs> friends. Yes, it was. Ah, right, okay. It's all about the D and the P, Chris. Ah, uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Clements and Ellen do the dirty in which movie? Ah, uh, Aliens Three. Yes, it is. Oh, uh, <laughs> Bruce, is who did Ellen? not get enough <laughs> of Mia's tuna sandwiches? Who didn't get enough of it? <laughs> yes. Um. Didn't get so. Oh, didn't get enough. So is it Vince that didn't get enough, or is no. it Paul Walker, Brian O'Connor? Right. Brian O'Connor, I'll give you. It's right, Brian okay. O'Connor. I wasn't sure because, like, I think he got enough, didn't he? I don't know. It's like, uh, no, he, he wanted more. That's why he said he, he wanted. He, I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure about the the, the what you're talking about. Uh, Chris, name the movie from this quote. There's nothing funnier than a ridiculous face that people make mid-coitus. Fucking no idea. What was that? Bruce. That's something like old school? It's not old school. I'll throw it out there so you can buzz in okay, with sure. a clue of Selma Hayek says it. Oh, Dogma. It's Dogma. Bruce gets the point. Woohoo! Uh, Bruce. Technically didn't buzz in, but okay. In Greece, who gets a pregnancy scare? Uh, oh, damn. The old one. Uh, <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, I, I, I could be here all day trying to think of a yeah. name. Yeah, the, the, the old one looked 20 years older than the rest. Oh, what's her name? Drizzle. Yeah, Drizzle. Chris just gets yeah. it in one second. That's Lizzle. Lizzle and Lizzle. <laughs> Chris. Who falls for Ava and Ex Machina? Ah, fuck, what's his name? Oh, God. I 
Uh, good after you. Abel? No. I can't remember what it's called. Chris? The Quick Steal? Uh, I don't know, nope. Simon. It's Caleb. What's the actor's name again? The, the famous family? Donald Gleason. Gleason. Donald Gleason. Yeah. Gleason, yeah. Uh, Bruce, in which movie does Lutz family get jiggy in their haunted home? Lutz family? Oh. Lutz family. Is that... Uh, ah! Yes. Oh, I run out of time. I saw it. Horror. Yes, it is Amityville Horror. That's the. I could not get the title. <laughs> God damn it, Chris. Uh, Jake Sully has the hots for which uh, Navi? Nutiri. Yes, it is Nutiri. Bruce, who did Sydney lose her virginity to? Yeah. Hold on the first screen. So it must be Billy then, is it? Billy Loomis, yes it is. Billy Loomis, yeah. I who I'll have his virginity. And Chris, Kinky Kelly and the Sexy Stud making an appearance in which movie? Oh, Clerks 2. Yes, it is Clerks 2. Oh, I'm a little horror. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, that was a quiz about all about the D in the P. Well done, Chris. Uh, that was That was easy and very difficult at the same time, that one. Thank you, Andy. Point six on the podcast, movies within movies. Chris, good luck with the 10-point podcast universe. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I do remember seeing half of these, so yeah, bear see. with me. <laughs> so David Keatner is an army slash navy surplus owner. I don't know him. <laughs> Where did he even go to an army and navy surplus place? That must be like a deleted scene. It must have been like a deleted scene or something, but it was uncredited yeah. as I was going through it, so I just popped on him. He was in He's waiting in- as Dan. Adding to his list of being everything that's yep. ever yeah. done, David Cook. Uh, semi-pro as commissioner and Krampus, which I completely forgot we did. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Michael Rifkin, who was Poopy Guy, whoever the fuck Poopy that is. Guy. I don't know who that is. He was in The Cable Guy as a karaoke party guest. Um, Stephanie Erb, who Bird. was uh, Al's bar waitress. She was in Starship Troopers as a young mum. Um. Mm. Colin Hanks, who was a drunk fraud, I think he was the one that lobs the can. Yeah, he is that one. I recognise, I saw that one. He was in Vacation as Jake. Don't remember mm-hmm. who that was. Can't remember either. Excuse me. Ben Stiller, I completely forgot <laughs> about this as well, as a guitar tenor guy. He was in Cable Guy as Sam and Stan Sweet. I can't mm-hmm. believe we've done two Ben Stiller films and he's had, I don't know, he must have had, what, 10 minutes screen yeah. time maximum. <laughs> this is another one. Blew my mind. Tim Robbins is a stranger. He was in Howard the Duck as Phil. Yes. I spent the first half of Tim Robbins' <laughs> first scene thinking, where, what have I seen? I've seen him in a film, there's a giant portal and some weird looking <laughs> aliens coming through. What is that film? I could not place it for about 10 minutes. We've got so many, so we're so deep into the podcast. I, I know. I was like, what is it? Uh, yeah, Tim Amy Robbins, Paul. the only film we've seen him in is Howard the Duck. Poor Tim I Robbins. generally Let's thought we'd Shaw- done more than that, though. Let's get Shawshank done at some point so we can yeah, save yeah. that. Uh, Amy Poehler, who was a waitress, we had literally just had like two films ago and <laughs> yeah. the hot, uh, wet hot American summer. I thought, I thought we might have had her somewhere else, but I think I watched Blades of Glory recently, which we think I'd seen her in something uh, else. I had that so. in my head years ago. Uh, Kirk Ward, who was the car chase cop and the gang leader, the Clockwork Orange Clockwork guys, gang, yeah. yeah, 
He was in Forrest Gump as Earl. I couldn't place Earl, but yeah, no, it's Forrest Gump. Me neither. Uh, I can't place this one either. Ned Bellamy as the car, the guard is tripping. He was yeah. uh, in Django as somebody called Wilson. Wilson, the volleyball, wasn't he? Um, I, I, I don't know. I recognise his face, and he's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, I've seen him in other things. Uh, have you got him as being something else? Because I've got him as being in something else. Oh, what have I missed? He's in being John Malkovich as well. Um, I don't have the character name, but uh, apparently he's in being John Malkovich as uh, well. I must have skipped past that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Last two, Kyle Gass uh, was in Evolution as Officer Drake, and the cable guy is the couch potato. And I've missed something, apparently. Idle Hands. He works in the burger place oh, in Idle yes. Hands. KG, again, he's another guy who've done four times, uh, and the previous three combined for about five minutes, yep. I think. Uh, Jables, who has seemed like he's been in fucking everything that he's yep. done. <laughs> he was in The Cable Guy as Rick. Yep. He was in The Waterworld as a pi- the pilot. Yep. He was in Demolition Man as a waste and scrapper. Yep. Is that it? That's it, yeah. Yeah. And this is um, this is basically the reason. I, uh, this is this is how this fits into Andy's theme this season. Is yeah. this I would believe would be J- JB's first ever starring role? Is that how it works, Andy? Well, technically, but I, I'm I'm trying to broaden it out so that even if they've cameoed, because like I was going through lists of okay. like uh, Ben Siller. Like this this film's wiped out a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, like if they've had a decent cameo, like I'm kind of blinking, you miss it. I'm allowing, but if they've had like right. A, I kind of Tim Robbins type role in this, I can't do it. Like, type okay. Uh, Chris has missed my Danny John Jules out of the Template Podcast universe because I could not believe I saw this person. I had to Amy pause Adams. the scene, rewind back. Yeah. Amy Adams. Yep. Yeah. She was in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. She played like the one he wanted to settle down with. Yep. Uh, in Catch oh, Me If You Can. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, it's like, yeah, I that, see people I'm like, oh, 100% that, that was my Danny John Jules as well. Oh so yeah, that, yeah. Too. I've never I've well, seen this done how many times and missed her every time. Never noticed exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we've done her before. So mm-hmm. uh, have you recast the three of us into roles in the movie, Chris? I have. Um I've seen Andy use Cage's teaching methods before, but he also has the Jable's <laughs> rage. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. I think we were trying to do um uh, when Darren was going to the Marines or something. Oh yeah, we, we did that. Yeah. So I've put Andy as Tenacious D. He is both. <laughs> both, both. Right. Okay. Jack Black, yeah. Uh, Bruce, I put you as a pizza lover guy because you kind of look like him a bit. Lee. Uh, oh, no, I, uh, I put myself as uh, GB's dad because I am a grumpy bastard. And I can imagine your I, kids. I, really bring, they need to bring the belt back. I really, I, I, do want, I do want to see one of your kids just coming with a guitar and just going and saying, fuck a lie, sing fuck a lie. I would actually die laughing because they've got. <laughs> Guitars upstairs, they've got keyboards, and every now and again, all you hear is bloop, 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 bloop. And like, oh my god, that is awful. So if they come down with so, an absolute banger, skipping in, just singing away. Oh, just I would away. generally, I would record that shit and I would close all of that. That's a bit weird. TikTok millionaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I want a different also, I'm joking, and... I don't want to hit my kids with a belt. I'm just. Oh, okay. get it. <laughs> it's a gag. Uh, I had Andy as KG specifically, and I had you as JB. And I thought I'd, I did this during the scene that I was talking about earlier with the open mic host outside. And I thought that's kind of how we are, the three of us. And then he turned into the devil, and I'm like, oh, I'll stick this out. <laughs> so I'm the devil, and you're, you're tenacity, you too. Uh, I did a, a keeping track of film references in this one. I feel this is the kind of good kind of film for when they reference and parody other films. So I made a wee list, tenacious D, in this film. Tommy, the Who. Tommy, the Who musical is a big influence on this. So that. 
Uh, Ghostbusters 2, mainly because of the Ronnie James Vigo yeah. poster, I would say. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Clockwork Orange, Kung Fu, Godzilla, actually he's in the movie. Yeah. Uh, He-Man, Entrapment, Star Wars, Star Trek is the, the siren. Yeah. It's the Star Trek siren. And, and then the Blues Brothers, because of the kind of car chase and so getting away from the cops. But all those clearly influenced this making of this film. I can't remember what Raiders of the Lost Ark was. Was that mm. again? It was something from early on that made me think of it as the Lost Ark. I can't remember what it is now. Anyway, oh, the, the thing had been going down and then going underneath it. The thing I mean, oh, no, I, no, I'll tell you what, it, it was the it was the map, the, oh, the red yeah. line on the map is yeah. uh, the Lost Ark. Well, I guess all Indiana Jones movies. Good, this film I've come out in 1995, and when I read that, I was like, oh yeah, this film is not dated at all. This film basically, as long as it comes out after all the bands they're talking yep. about, oh. it doesn't really date it. This could have been like whatever year Tenacious D first started playing together, because it, it doesn't feel like it is in 6, 7. It feels like it could be in the mid-90s. So I think it's, this could have been 1995. I can't think of any music that necessarily dates it. But yeah, anyway, I think it could have done. Dead Man Walking. I think the devil kind of no one dies, but I thought <laughs> they were going to defeat the devil. I knew that was going to happen. I'd heard tribute, so I knew they were going to beat him. <laughs> Who is in the wrong movie, though? I could come up with anyone. It's in the wrong film. Who is there that should not be? Who's acting like they're in a different film? I don't know. Nah, even Tim Robbins. Yeah, yeah, no, I think everybody does. And then Andy's told me Lee's great, so I can't yep. say Lee. So and even Meatloaf's perfect, and it's. I don't know. I think everyone's right. Nobody's in the wrong movie. Everyone's perfect for it. And then a trope that I'd like to see die. Someone mentioned one earlier that I might have changed to, but I'm going for something Andy picked up on. The neatly placed manhole to escape down. I had that. that For a while. And I changed it to a team disagreeing and then reconciling like minutes later. That's it. That's the one I've got to change to as well. But yeah, the the, kind of 45, 50 minute falling out in a a movie like this. Andy, what's your trope? Mine says it's the glorification of marijuana. There we go. We'll take that. That's a good one as well. Like again, not being played for laughs, it's been playing for yes. we do it because we're cool, however it is. Point seven, that one thing. What is the one thing that defines this film? What is the one thing you'll always take with you from this film? We'll start with you, Andy. Sasquatch. <laughs> Chris. Tenacious D movie. The it's kind of that I've like the... a tribute <laughs> thing. I dare what? you to think of a better Sasquatch film. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sasquatch film. Oh. <laughs> There's not a film called Sasquatch? Probably, uh, but if you think Sasquatch, you think Tenacious D, and you think about somebody tripping on mushrooms. No, I think it's like the... How Harry and Henderson. There you go. That's a better movie about Sasquatch. Harry I, I remember that as a TV show more than a movie. Uh, so do I, with uh, John Lithgow. Yes. Yeah. seen the film. Yeah. And my one thing is just the music, like the, specifically this album uh, will make me think of this film, this film will make me think of that album, and I would probably rather listen to the album than watch the film, <laughs> but that's just because of how good the music is, really. Uh, but yeah, the Tenacious D movie, because there only ever was one, despite the fact that they clearly had plans to make at least a couple. Point eight, the nominations for the 10 Podcast Awards. Could be a you lot of Chris. Chris. Rattle wow. through the ones you um, really want. Okay, so Best Actor, Jack Black. I think okay, so, Best yeah. Supporting is Kyle Gass. It has to be, really. as much. Uh, best team, Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little joke one. Biggest bailend was Jack Black's bailend. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does fair. Uh, best villain was the devil. Yep. Uh, for me, the best inanimate object was Jack Black's guitar. Who I also I put down all of the little things on the head the necks. I thought you might ask them in the quiz. Ah, what were they then? Uh, I've got them looking here somewhere. Let me, let me know. Uh, Pentagram, Cross, Infinity Symbol, Moon and Star, Yang and Yang, E equals MC squared, Hashleaf, Eliminate, Rockrin. Yeah. I 
I was watching it, and then when E equals MC squared, that's when I laughed. <laughs> when do you laugh? And it was E equals MC squared. Hey, uh, I've gone for an animal object. I went for the, the pick of destiny itself. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it's, it's the whole film. Cool. That's the MacGuffin. And it's kind of yeah. cool. But uh, but Jack, I think Jack Black's guitar could have been cooler, I think. It's not quite yeah. like quintessential acoustic guitar. It's kind of cool. I'll, I'll accept a pick of destiny, even. Not for the pick of destiny. mind. <laughs> also, um, my worst plan, uh, eating random mushrooms off the ground. He's hungry. He could have poisoned himself and killed them, so. Probably fair. Yeah. Uh, best weapon is Jack Black's voice. Worst twist is a Tenacious D going separate ways. Uh, what have you mentioned? That's falling out, yeah. Yep. Once a woman gets yeah. involved, yeah. Yep. Uh, worst Dex drugs effects, and rock and roll, remember? Yeah. In that order. Uh, my worst special effects was the Jack Black in front of the lasers. You'd tell that they weren't there. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I guess so. The actual worst special effects is um, like him, him green screen walking like, yes. at the beginning, but it's meant to be bad. Uh, and you're right, the Sasquatch stuff again is meant to be like a cartoon, really. So, mm. but yeah, it's like yours. This could be all over that. For me, my I put the best cameo is Amy Poehler. Nah, I went Meatloaf. And then I've also got John C. Riley, and I've also got Dave Grohl written, thinking they were the nominees, really. Yeah, I thought Dave Grohl was in it too much to be a cameo. As it was did. one scene. Yes. <laughs> He's in point. it as much as Meatloaf. <laughs> Is he? Yes. And then John C. Riley basically has one scene as well. I don't think Amy no. Poehler. Amy Poehler's not... No. I don't think she is... Oh, I suppose. I broke her. You broke it him. Was that good bringing the star power to a cameo that the other three did. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to meatloaf. I think maybe I'll meatloaf. I'll because I think he's the because he's also uncredited as well. Yeah, I'd say meatloaf because he's there right at the start. You don't expect him. He never actually comes back in other like a little kind of hologrammy face thing. That's a cameo. Well. Yeah. He also meatloaf. It's the first time he sang in a film since the Rocky Horror Picture Show, something yeah. like 40 years earlier or 30 years earlier or something like that. I think it's Meatloaf. John C. Riley and Dave Grohl both covered up as well. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of hidden at the end, whereas Meatloaf is like, I'm Meatloaf. So yeah, I think Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Okay, I'll accept that. Uh, we've all agreed in the Dan John Jones is Amy Adams. I have That's never noticed that was her. <laughs> uh, it's even better because she gets fucking brains blown all over her face. Yeah. Uh, the best fight is to rock off against the devil. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Peña Award is the history of the pod. Uh, pod. Yep. The uh, most father figure was GB's dad. I think he's a good father know, figure. He was good. It? Yeah. He, he was... wanted him to be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Hmm. Nah. <laughs> um, uh, the best exit is Nishi's exit in the Hall of Rock. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I had the devil, but you're, I think you're probably right. It is them sliding out the door because I really like that bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, worst accent is Tim Robbins. I think Russian. No, I think it's amazing. Well, Russian, right? Doing, okay. I thought I put Russian. European, I guess what it is, but yeah, yeah it's bad because we can't tell. So yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, this is going to be contentious. Best song for me is the Beals Boss because the lyrics crack me up every time. To be I'm fair, nominating. I'm with, oh, I'm with Chris. I'm Beals Boss. That song. Okay. It is my it's, final of my three nominees. It, it would be. It would be the one I would listen to the most. Because... I think I would listen to Kickapoo more, but Beelzebos is very close second, I think. For me, it's Beelzebos, uh, Master Exploder, then Kickapoo. One, I think it's underrated. It's not actually been mentioned. I really like Dude, I Totally Miss You. 
but the full version because it gets heavy yes. like it's not yeah. in the, but that's not in the film that's just a separate song but I really like that song for me it's Kickapoo or Beelzebos and you both say Beelzebos and I'm, I'm very happy to say Beelzebos <laughs> as well although I can't spell it I've no idea how to write it down <laughs> Uh, best outfit or costume is Dave Grohl's saying Dave Grohl's it's the devil yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, best hair is uh, Kyle's wig like he sits <laughs> yeah I guess yeah. so yeah yeah because it can't be uh, best costumes so it doesn't be best hair blah, 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 blah. best name is Jables and Cage so I went from the most obvious name is JB and KG yeah <laughs> like, but then of course like, they are playing themselves really but yeah I think best, best name Tenacious D it's a great, is a great name. Yeah, yeah it's a great it's a, I think that has to be best name. It's Tenacious I'll D. I'll accept that. Uh, my best stunt is uh, Jack Black falling at the tree. <laughs> I don't think he did. I went the car. I went the car. Stunts are brilliant. I can't yes. remember that stunt. What the fuck happened? It spins. Yeah, like it, it hits two police cars oh, and then flips over and lands on its wheels. Yeah. <laughs> then it's then it's magically skids around next to that manhole. Yeah, that's the best yeah. car chase as well. By the way, the car yeah. chase is actually not a bad car, car chase, chase, and then. They, f- they added Lee on the phone watching it. It's funny as well. It makes it a good hard Um I was going to put the best scene changes the tarot cards, summarising what's just happened, but I think somebody <laughs> said that was shit. Uh, well, that's the thing. I wish the opening credits, the music yeah. is, I don't know what they call it, but in like a, if you go see a, pl- a play, but musical, the beginning of the musical has bits from all the songs you're about to hear. So I like the music part of it, but then the actual tarot card images doesn't seem to play into the film. Like, it doesn't tell the story of the film at all. It's just random images. So I'd much rather it was like a, here's even if they made it look medieval, but them traveling and then coming to a tavern where yeah. there's this grumpy waitress and then going to this fantastic castle where the pick is, but it's actually the Rock and Roll Museum. But yeah, it doesn't need to actually refer to the film whatsoever. Okay. Uh, best last second save is GB7KG with his guitar. <laughs> and crack of the, the devil's I, I'm going to forget all of these <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that you? I think that's me any important ones I think best plan the, the pod oh, heist yeah. but specifically flawless. when uh, what's called Tim Robbins yeah. what's his character name? <laughs> the stranger he yeah, has the yeah. perfect plan I use this tube Um, I think you pretty much got best twist the, the open mic host being the devil because I'd forgotten I, that's, oh, yeah. I that's, that's quite, quite a good twist but I think that's it stupidest character is JB the stupidest character I think he might be like him falling well, the for kind the, of, the kind of change the start actually I was going to say Lee but no Lee's smart he's uh, doing pizza delivery and driving at the same time and well, drunk that's probably yeah. the best plan <laughs> <laughs> yeah I suppose yeah uh, but yeah, I think I think JB might be sort of him falling for the first yeah. guy he finds who plays guitar being a rock star. I have no worst nominations <laughs> at all. So, uh, Andy, best product placement, tough one. Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> it is. You're right. I I am like genuinely I have no idea what it is. Like, is it actually a car? Man? It's a car, mate. Because like, he car sings mate. it multiple times and then he's driving Lee's Cutlass. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I've never known what that was until this film. Exactly. Same. Exactly. Like, what Cutlass Supreme was. Yeah. That's yeah. that's, that's, that's that car. <laughs> it's a great Potter place, but at the same time, I have like no idea what it is. So I've heard the name. <laughs> or a Chicken uh, Supreme. Or a Chicken yeah. Supreme. Yes. But no, definitely. Uh, Cutlass Supreme. It's the only thing I've been kind of noticed. Absolutely perfect. Point nine, the moral of the story. What lesson are we supposed to learn from this film? I'll lead off. The moral of the story is that the demon code prevents the devil from declining a rock-off challenge. <laughs> the moral of the story. Yeah, Andy, what's yours? Uh, mine is the devil's inside us all. Just, just here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Chris, what's yours? And uh, hits, Trump, uh, Destiny. 
Right. Yeah. It's from Destiny. <laughs> Everything. Point 10 is a 10 point rating where we rate the film out of 10 points. <laughs> I always did it alphabetically for the wheel last season, so we'll go reverse alphabetically this season oh. for Destiny. So, Chris, you're first. The songs are awesome. And there's a few like really funny bits, but it's Jack Black and his energy that like makes this film. Uh, Kyle Glass has a few bits, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's, there's a so lot, like I say, it's so long. Like, there's a lot of drawn out, boring bits that just didn't find funny or entertain me at all. So it, it gets a four, unfortunately. Oh. Oh. oh, destroyed by who I thought was going to give the highest rating. Below average film, incredible music. Yeah. It lands me at a oh, seven. the music was fucking awesome, but <laughs> it just didn't entertain me. The music really, really dragged me through, and the feel, the lack of real, I don't bad bits. There's low points, but there's no bad bits. And then, let's say, wait five minutes, and someone you could be like, oh look, it is comes along and does a wee turn. I think it lands at a seven, but that is I the heavy lift to a five. But, you yeah. can't. You've said your score now. I know. Yeah, you said a four now, and I'm I going seven. I'm, I'm not changing. Andy, what about you? Uh, this is a very much a background film for me, like. I said, I, I seen the stage show for, well, I heard the album first, I seen the stage show for yeah. a second, and then I seen <laughs> the film. Uh, but I have a soft spot for Tenacious D. Uh, the film's not entirely great, the story needs to be a bit better, but the songs are absolutely amazing. But I'm going to kind of go in the middle, I'm going a six. A six? Oh, I didn't think I'd be the high scorer, I can't believe this. <laughs> uh, so that's that, I think. Yeah. So I think that's a six, obviously, because Andy can have this for six. It's six out of ten. I think it's probably fair. <laughs> it's fair. Film. You're like, that's a fucking four. Speaking on like controversy, I got some hot press news as uh, we're right. on podcast here. And it, we may as well give him a shout out as well. Sean has obviously been listening to the 10 point podcast Bad Boys episode from last week. Right. Okay. Yes. And one says, so happy you gave a shout out to Uncle Eddie as your best Chris cameo. That was uh, what you call him, the guy from Grindy for Life, the uh, drug dealer dude, the drug dealer oh, right. guy. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, Eddie Dominguez. Yeah, so he, he liked that, and then he went. Also, Bruce needs a slap. And I said, <laughs> and I, <laughs> said that to me, <laughs> and I said, "Why?" He's like, "Giving bad boys a five. Yeah. Oh, giving bad. I, I mean, a five is kind considering <laughs> Chris just gave the Tenacious D movie a four. Um, I'd watch Bad Boys over and over again. Like I'd watch I would definitely watch. I would happily put this on multiple times, but I would always. I've got the, the songs on my phone. I just listen to the songs. I don't need to watch the film. Nah, I like it. It's fine. It's your score. Energy. You could drop it. It's all <laughs> the music for me. Really. It really is all the music. Like, the one thing it always has is it, it's the Tenacious D movie. We only has one Tenacious yeah. D movie, so if I want to put it on, it's this one. So you're kind of stuck with it. Uh, mm. There will probably be a theme developing with the Pick of Destiny, but we'll have to decide what we pick and how it works out. But so far, I don't know. Movies that has good Star Jack Black. Star <laughs> Jack Black, maybe. Next time, I haven't actually asked Chris to mention it, but it's Chris's selection, so hopefully he is ready to pick his second film of the season. Yeah, my pick is a genre we don't go to very often. Uh, are we still off. are we still secret about what you're doing this year or this season? Or uh, you... I don't really know. I think I'm fucking flip flopping with what I'm picking. Cool. Right, we'll on. see. A, genre. a theme yeah. might develop this like western. We've done a lot of westerns, so oh, I'm right. going that, oh. in that field. Oh. I like a so, good western. Uh, I don't like a bad western. So let's see where we go. I don't know. It's a film that's been incepted into my mind. I don't know when, and I don't know by oh, who. Oh, fuck, I know but... where he's going. Uh, I hope you? I know where he's going. That's fine. Go on. Uh, have a guess. No, because then you'll change it. No, I just... Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I can't change it. It's, it's, it's 
locked in. No, no, no. But I mean, like, well, I, say, might... I think it's a film that none of us have seen. I like. I've locked well, in. I want no guesses. Okay. No, I've not seen it. I don't know what it is then. Well, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm picking Bone Tomahawk. Oh, I have no idea what that is. Finally, a film I've never seen. I have never like, seen oh, that. What the fuck are you talking about? Bone Tomahawk? It's got uh, Kurt Russell. Somebody has incepted this into my mind from somewhere. Uh, if it's oh, I've us, seen a picture of this. Yeah. This has been on my list to watch. Yeah, it's got a fucking banging cast, but I never watched it. 2015 okay, Bone Tomahawk. Might have something good. He might have. Yeah, Kurt Russell, Patrick know. Wilson. Maybe it came up when yeah. we were talking about him. It's got um, Matthew Fox. Is that uh, the guy from David Arquette? Arquette. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it came up then as well. Richard Jenkins. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm not going too far down because some spoilers. But oh, in the hell? dying days of the Old West, oh, I've blocked my screen here, and I've closed it. Dying, dying days of the Old West. Why can't I get that to go full screen? An elderly sheriff and his posse set out to rescue their town's doctor from cannibalistic cave dwellers. All right, yeah. okay. Somebody's inset this into my mind from well, somewhere. And... It wasn't me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know who it was. What did you think it was? Well, I can't tell you because that'll incept you for your cowboy yeah, theme. Yeah, exactly. There's no more inception. Well, I'm not doing a cowboy theme. Like, I've got my other four films picked. I'll tell you what, right? Like, with Chris's pick, I've got instant <laughs> regrets on calling it my theme early doors by saying I was going to pick actors and shit that we've not done because fucking hell it's going to be hard because <laughs> you're they're always going to we're always going to add more people on this is a, I think it's a cast we haven't done before maybe Kurt yeah. Russell I think he's popped up before but we'll find out yeah. so there you have it folks you all have I believe one week to search Bone uh, Tomahawk from 2015 and uh, give it a watch and we'll see you next time on the Template Podcast uh,